Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Dominique Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, I'm trash. We're talking about all the animals who intentionally make themselves look like garbage. These animals want you to just ignore them because they're normal litter, nothing to see here, though some have sinister purposes. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question, why do so many bugs want to look like poop? Joining me today is friend of the show, comedian, and producer of the City Council Show podcast, Polavi Gudalunlin. Welcome! Hello! I'm super excited to, to be on this episode. Yes. I like, I feel like so many people also disguise themselves as trash. Exactly. Yeah. I sometimes like, you just want to kind of appear like trash so you can float through the world and not have any, anyone interact. Do you, I have a question. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Mm. (laughs) Wow. That's beautiful. Did you come up with that? Yeah. Just now. I just did. That's, that's such a beautiful sentiment. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I do sometimes feel like like trash. Tar- tar- I don't know what I'm how I'm <laughs> approaching that word, but I feel like trash sometimes. <laughs> I'm really excited to see like a fish that looks like a Doritos bag, mm-hmm. you know, just <laughs> you were, like trash. I was like picturing like human trash and I was like right. that's crazy that there there is a like a lizard that looks like a water bottle. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, give them give them like a few more million years of evolution and it'll happen. Yeah. But yeah, so we are talking about animals who disguise themselves as garbage for a variety of fun reasons. The first one I want to talk about is the cockatoo wasp fish, uh, also known as a blabby's taninodus. Okay, I was going to be like, fish, get your own animal name, because it's like cockatoo, wasp, fish. You know what I mean? I feel like it's appropriating very many different animal cultures, and it's like good to know it has its own name. Yeah, which is a blabby's taninodus. Yeah. (laughs) 
It is a 6-inch or 15-centimeter fish found in the West Pacific near Japan, Australia, and Fiji. They are typically found on the sandy seafloor or in seagrass. Um, and they basically, their whole lifestyle is, don't mind me, I'm a dead piece of gross kelp. Ignore me. Mm, kelp, the trash of the sea. Right. Other than the trash that we also put in the sea. But yeah. yeah, that's also trash. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, kelp is sort of like the dead leaves of the Nature's sea. Nature's trash. Nature's yeah. trash. Okay. Um, and it they really commit to the bit. Uh, Polivia, I've provided you with a couple of YouTube links if you would mm. be so kind to check those out. That'd be so weird if I clicked on this YouTube link and I started getting ads from fish. <laughs> New kelp. Dang, they're all pebbly. Ooh, whoa, there was one in the foreground that I didn't even see. Right. Wow, they're very good at it. And they're doing the whole like lazing around, getting moved by the water. Yeah. Water, which is wind of the sea. The wind of the sea, <laughs> water, yes. <laughs> Damn, that's such a chill life, just like, and just relaxing in, in trash. Yeah, I mean, it's, and they it's are doing a method acting of the of the dead kelp really going what is for it, it. who's the, the succession guy jeremy what's his name jeremy uh, strong could never <laughs> jeremy strong could never daniel day lewis who else does wishes it? yeah like jared leto leto jared like Le a bunch of strangely ego tripping men right more like jared lefo this guy Ooh. There we go. <laughs> but Hold yeah, on, I'm watching the second clip. One second. Do they um like kelp is different colors, right? Yeah, I mean brown, so do, green mostly. Browns so I'm greens. wondering if like the kelp in the area wherever these are, like if they if they reflect the color of the kelp there. Yeah, probably. You know? I would imagine so. Like there's there's a great deal of this color of brownish, sort of reddish brown kelp. So they would blend mm -hmm. right in with the kelp forest near where they are. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I really just appreciate how committed they are to acting like kelp. They swim in a way where they kind of make it seem like they're drifting. So it looks just like they're kelp kind of floating in the current but they are intentionally moving. So like their swim styles, like oh, I just cool. kind of swim over here, like they're floating. Uh, and, but they are <laughs> covered in poisonous spines. Um, oh my God. Yeah, venomous spines. Twist. So uh, unfortunately they, uh, if you step on one of these, they have a bunch of venomous spines and it's fun because they make themselves intentionally look just like kelp so yeah, and then you're gonna spine me? Are you kidding right. me? It's not my fault. Right. Good luck with that. Uh, and right. and even like more toxic of them is that they're predators, and they will eat sh shrimp and small crustaceans. And this form of mimicry is not just to evade detection from predators; it is to evade detection from their prey. So they just act like a dead piece of kelp float along and then ambush some unsuspecting victim and suddenly this kelp is trying to eat you. That would give me so many, like, I would have so many trauma responses to vegetation after that. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's, it. you don't expect, like, 
basically the limp salad of the sea to attack you. That's the last place you would expect violence from, like, essentially sea salad. So essentially, <laughs> the only clue you have that this thing is not some dead kelp drifting on the seafloor is its eyes. And their eyes are really weird because I don't know if you noticed in that video, but they kind of like stabilize like as they're floating, their oh. eyes remain kind of like gyroscopically stable so they can continually scan their surroundings for prey. It's like in those videos of like people like moving chickens around and their heads mm -hmm. stay in the same spot. It's exactly like that, except the chicken is covered in venomous spines and looks like sea salad. <laughs> Maybe they would do better on land if, if they did look like that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess we would, like that would be very effective. Camouflage for a chicken is like a salad because then meat eaters are like, ew, a salad. I don't want that. They'd be like, oh, it tastes just like chicken. I hate myself. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Pulavi, is it just me or do you ever just like dress up in garbage when you don't want to be bothered? Like you put on intentional- Oh my God, thousand percent. Yeah. Just like the your, wor your most off-putting sweater or jeans, like in an intentionally- placed marinara sauce stain somewhere just so you know yeah it was intentional for <laughs> sure <laughs> artfully artfully designed stains um so that when you go outside people will give you like a wide berth yeah for sure I mean that's like when I walk my dogs I'm always just like dressed in whatever I'm at in at home and it's very like not attention it's like it's unfortunately attention grabbing in the wrong way like in that it's like so mismatched <laughs> but luckily in Hollywood nobody cares right but yeah I have a lot of my whole my whole that's like this the Billie Eilish thing where she wore a bunch of like baggy sweatpants and stuff so people wouldn't look at her body yeah right right Blending exactly in. Yeah, it's just sometimes you don't want to be noticed. And it's frustrating because I live in Italy and people actually dress very nicely a lot of the time. And Everywhere except the U.S., people dress very nicely a lot of the time. It like, seems that way, yes. I go to India and I'm like, oh, I'm going out to dinner. Usually in the U.S., I would just like wear a T-shirt. And they were like, you would wear just a T-shirt outside of your yeah. home? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, that's disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, when I went to an Italian language class, I like was in there with like jeans and a hoodie. And she's like, Oh, did you just come back from the gym? And it's like, No, I'm just no. wearing clothes. You're welcome <laughs> that I'm here. All, you know? <laughs> but the kind of the commitment to loungewear, to wearing garbage so that you're not noticed, is done by the humble crab who. I don't know if you've heard of this idea of carcinization where animals repeatedly evolved to be crab shaped. But all I'm saying is we are sort of headed towards crab form eventually. 
And so isn't that what the that movie was about? The crab or the lobster? What was it? That Jake Gyllenhaal movie? <laughs> I have no idea. I I I've never heard of this, but I would love it if there's a Jake Gyllenhaal movie called The Crab. It might have been Colin Farrell. They're kind of the same to Colin me. Fa- kind of okay, yeah, the Colin Farrell. Wasn't a movie called The Lobster. That's what it was. Where you have to like, I think you have to like find, you have to marry someone or you turn into an animal when you turn like 40 or something. And that's where we're all going. Really? A single woman. This is exactly where I'm headed. I'm about to turn into this crab. (laughs) I, I think going crab is not so bad. Honestly, you can scuttle. A lot more scuttling's nice. Mm-hmm. Scuttling is nice. It, it's a good. It's a good form of locomotion. Anyways, I, I, I would, I would dig a crab lifestyle, especially decorator crabs, because decorator crabs are oh, basically of them. yes, they're basically like I am small and cute and edible, so I'm just gonna put a bunch of junk on my body so nobody notices me. Mm, so they decorate themselves. Exactly. How come it's called decorator crabs and not like defender crabs? Is it because they're cute? Is that why? <laughs> Toxic Is femininity it arts and for crabs. To you? What right. their their life, their survival skills are little arts and crafts to you, right? Guys, the scientists. Pinterest crabs, yes. Uh, (laughs) So there are at least 15 species of crabs known as decorator crabs who will pick up junk they find from the sea and place it on tiny little Velcro-like hooks on their bodies. They're literally covered in Velcro. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they can just pick something up. I was wondering. Yeah. That's crazy. The hooks are called setae, and setae are just, it's just a sciencey word for like hair like bristles. So mm. they can basically pick up any kind of sea junk that could stick to sort of a sticky Velcro thing. Um, they'll use things like kelp, broken bits of coral, shells, pebbles. Some species of decorator crab even choose to attach toxic bits of scrap onto their bodies like little anemones. I said mm. that wrong. Anemones. I, <laughs> that's that's a word that does not feel good in my mouth. So it's thought that the <laughs> anemones may benefit by being able to taxi around and find food mm. while the crab benefits from the anemones toxins. Mm. Wow. Yes. That's like having like one mean friend. Yeah. Know? It's like they benefit because they get access to all the places you go because you're nice, but then you benefit when it goes down and you need to like throw that mean friend at the situation. Right, exactly. It's like your mean friend is always sort of strong arming you into driving them around, but then when you need them to really release some- They will fight someone for you. They will. Right, exactly. I love that. I love this friendship (laughs) for them. So decorator crabs will use whatever they find in their environment, which makes sense because they want to blend in best where they are. But that means that if a decorator crab finds itself near human garbage, it will cover itself mm, in human garbage. Oh, no, that makes me so sad. <laughs> that is so sad. Uh, so there are little Doritos bags wandering around the ocean. Pretty much. Pretty much. So a crab found near a sump system by photographer Michael Bach at a research station was covered in little pieces of plastic and netting 
That was in a filter system he had crawled into. So thankfully, this oh wasn't like pollution in the ocean. It, there was like a filtration system that was supposed to keep stuff from getting out into the ocean. But this little crab got in there. It was like, great, free junk. And he put them on <laughs> all on himself. One's man, one man's trash is another decorator crab's Michael's arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's is like the number one generator of just stuff and junk. Like, yeah, there's I feel like in a few if we last a few more hundred thousand years, unlikely. But if we do, there's just going to be like a fine sedimentary layer of like Michael's stuff. Like, yeah, sequins. Just like and yeah, like, pom pom uh, pipe fillers, what are, pipe cleaners. What yeah, are yeah, belts, yeah. eyeballs, yeah. those little like weird styrofoam shapes. Yeah. So, unfortunately, this habit of wearing human trash is not only found uh, with decorator crabs; it is also found with hermit crabs. So, hermit crabs. Mm will wear trash if they end up finding that instead of an adequate seashell. So hermit crabs will use the abandoned shells of other marine life rather than producing their own shells. And as they grow, oh they need to move into bigger shells. So they're always on the hunt for a nice These cozy shell. Sustainable kings. Look at them. Yeah. Just using whatever they have. Incredible. Reuse, recycle. Um, literal green houses is what they're doing. Right. Scuttle, reuse, recycle. Crab life. <laughs> so finding the right size shell is difficult. So if they're surrounded by human garbage, they will wear that garbage, like bottle caps, broken light bulbs. Uh, this photographer, Sean Miller, captured a bunch of photos of hermit crabs on a litter-covered beach in Okinawa. And they're just there with their little bottle caps and random garbage that they're wearing like it's no big deal but it's you know if we're not gonna use it they should <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i it mean it makes me so sad that yeah. i see that that is like so i'm like no we're like we don't need to this we've we've made we're such consumers we've like endowed the consumer lifestyle and the capitalist culture onto crap now. <laughs> they're like they're they're like work pilled <laughs> yeah they're like yeah, they're going to be shopping at Kohl's next. It's it's oh, a problem. God. It's a big yeah. problem. Yeah, I mean, it is a problem, though, because trash is, on the whole, not helpful for crabs. First of all, it's not an ideal home for them. Um, mm. But also, there is something called a cascade of death that can happen to hermit crabs, which I do... I mean, this is bad, but I do like the name of it. I love it when... Yeah, scientists are just like this is a cascade of de death. This is a yeah. whirlpool of suffering. It's like a scientist who didn't get into writing school, right? You know what I mean. <laughs> this is like, what your one my shot, my time to shine. Yeah, exactly. So this cascade of death can happen to hermit crabs who get stuck inside plastic bottles that they're rooting oh. around in. So they can sometimes go inside a plastic or glass bottle because they're looking for water. They think maybe it's a home, but it turns out just to be a big yeah, bottle. But then they trap. can, yeah, and they can get stuck inside because the sides are so smooth. They don't get traction Aww. with their little hermit crab feet. And so it's unable to get out. And so it'll die. And then it emits a smell that other hermit crabs can detect and which lets them know that there's a dead hermit crab around. 
And when other hermit oh crabs God. smell that, they know there is an available shell. And so oh, they'll... Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> so normally what this means... It's horrifying. Normally this means that it's just the hermit crab going to the dead hermit crab's estate sale, doing a little bit of harmless grave robbing and getting a nice new home. Um, yeah. But what happens now when they are inside this bottle is that these other crabs go in smelling the like, hey, free home, I'm dead smell. And then they get trapped too. And then they die. And then another crab smells them. And it's just this vicious cycle of crabs dying and sending out like, I'm dead now. Come take my shell sent out to other crabs until these bottles can be like full of dead hermit crabs. Okay, how do we do this, but with like billionaires? <laughs> Just lure I'm them. I'm immediately like, how can we weaponize this? I'm better than other people. <laughs> lure them into buying social media companies and dunk oh on them God. more and more. <laughs> this is so sad that they're like, it's affecting so many hermit crabs. It makes me so upset. I know. It's also like, I don't know. Like people are always like, oh, like marine life gets trapped. And it's like, you don't think about the little like insect like creatures too. People think about like turtles and stuff. Yeah. But it's really like the whole the whole food chain is affected. Yeah, it's the little guys too. I yeah. I love hermit crabs. I had a pet uh terrestrial hermit crab um when I was a kid. And I didn't know it, you have them as pets, but that makes sense. Yeah, they're not great pets. I owned a lot of pets as ki a kid that, like, as an adult, I would advise against because, yeah. partially because it's like they're not great pets. And also, it's not necessarily the best life for them to be manhandled like, by a child. You're, you're hermit crab. You had that chimp that ate someone's face. Don't <laughs> talk about anymore. Yeah, well, you had a whole slew of pets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but this this hermit crab did try to eat my face or at least my armpit. It like crawled into my armpit one time and then just clamped down really hard and I couldn't get oh it God. free. And it was oh, just... Oh, that's so painful, it sounds like. It was very painful. Uh, I was conscientious as a kid and I didn't want to like rip it off because I was worried yeah. I would hurt its little arm. So I just was like, well, this is my life now. And I had to wait until it decided to let go. Oh I just God. had a hermit crab in my armpit for like half what an if hour. You had like, oh, my God. What if you had like a cascade of death from that? <laughs> like you accidentally and then it died. And then all of a sudden all these hermit crabs like appeared out of your apartment. And, or it's your like, or whatever. and then it's like someone's like, wow, it smells like a bunch of hermit crabs crawled up and died in your armpits. So I'm like, well, armpits. about that, about that. I've been using natural deodorant lately <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Pulavi, I'm sure we've both experienced the feeling of just feeling like crap and sort of like, you know, just, just dressing like crap, just sort of embracing being crap for a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Similar to this trash theme. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like there are days where like, at least for me, uh, I sometimes just like I feel kind of crappy and I I just go with it. It's like, all right, I'm having a crap day. I'm just going to be crap today. That's fine. Yeah. Well, lots of arthropods also love to be crap. Uh, in fact, they are very committed to looking exactly like poop. Um, <laughs> so... This is something that happens in multiple different, like, insects and arthropods, and it is some of them, like, it's, yes, it is kind of gross looking, but it's also ridiculously elegant evolution, so. It's very gross looking, but it is, like, you have to be really good at mimicry to, to do it. Exactly. I mean, this is, it's like. I don't know. I feel like it's high, like when in, in like really high fashion, sometimes they do this like disheveled look where it's like, wow, that outfit looks like garbage, but it's very fancy and well thought out garbage, I guess. Yeah. It's like the the casual look. It, the, right. It's really well crafted, actually. Right. It's the sloppy bun. I've never been able yes. to, like, I've never been able to do a sloppy bun. Why is a sloppy bun okay, but a frizzy bun isn't? <sighs> like, let me have, let me be a frizz ball. I, that come into fashion style. Come on. I have extremely frizzy, like, girl before the makeover and teen movies hair. Literally, literally in middle school, I after, okay, I was, this is still sticking with me. This is how much it's a, a like a chip on my shoulder. I went to swimming class because we had like gym rotations and one of them was like, swim learning how to swim and then afterwards one of the, my male friends was like you look like the before picture and Rachel looks like the after in a shampoo commercial oh my god like, first of all racist, did you but I didn't know how to articulate that at the time did you Second kill him all, what the f no everybody just laughed and I was like ha, ha okay because I didn't have like a voice at that point you know I was right by all these white people <sighs> in Utah but I was I literally like in the morning like I won't one thing that I do love about myself is that I won't look in the mirror in the mornings and I like go walk the dogs and just like leave immediately. So I have no idea what I look like. And I'm just like, if I tie my hair up, it's like frizzball, frizzball. Yes. Like it's just like, there's no, I can't, I'm not going to put conditioner in my hair when my dog needs to take, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big same. I, when I try to do sloppy bun, I look like a Victorian era woman who's been like, put in the asylum by her husband for oh, speaking yeah. her mind. I'm where, just close to getting a lobotomy. Right, right exactly. <laughs> um, on some days post-lobotomy, on some days pre-lobotomy. But yeah, it's just, it doesn't look great. So I feel like with the, with the like stylish, messy bun, it's something that I have to imagine people work at this craft. Oh, 100%. Similarly, the bird poop spiders. G great segue. Perfect. So you're so gross looking. This is yes. so gross, disgusting. They really do look like bird poop. So spiders love to pretend to be poop, and there are actually many species who do it. So, for example, there is the Selenia excavata, or bird dropping spider, who lives in Australia and looks literally like a little globule of bird poop. It is a splotchy white and brown. And it's disconcertingly glossy on the white part. Gross. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, it looks literally like a bird dropping. 
Uh, Do they smell like them too? I don't think these ones do. There are some Mm. uh, bird poop uh, imitators who do emit a foul odor to really sell it. Um, Talk about a cascade of death. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they also, Daniel Day-Lewis it, uh, they method act by holding their legs tucked in and staying still to really give it that authentic poop performance. And Pass them in law and order as a corpse right now. <laughs> Do it. I would love it. Oh, my God. If we, like, lived in a magical world where animals, you know, like in the Flintstones where animals were all employed as stuff and, like, mm-hmm. you had to have, like, bird poop in a movie – so you cast one of these as the bird poop, and then you paid them a fair wage. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the most unreal spider union podcast. <laughs> right, the most unrealistic part of that scenario is someone being par- a fair paid wage. a fair wage. Yeah, <laughs> we both were like, "What a dream! A fair wage! What a dream!" <laughs> I mean, sentient spiders. Maybe we'll get there soon. Fair wage, not a chance. So. <laughs> So, yes, uh, they grow to be about half an inch or a little over a centimeter wide. So while they're not like super teeny tiny, they're definitely prey for birds. So what better way to keep a bird from eating you than looking like a piece of poop? Yep. So they are hunters as well. They are spiders. And they actually go from day to night using a different kind of mimicry. It's like day look is poop. Night look is something else. So, um, I mean, who amongst us, you know, when we go out at night, right. we look much different than the poop look during the day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they hunt for their favorite food at night, which is moths. And at night, it's not so much that they change their appearance, but they definitely put on a deceptive perfume. So the bird Mm. dropping spider releases a pheromone that mimics that of a female moth. So the horny male moths will come right up to the spider who smells like a sexy female, and then the spider eats the male. I think the female moths are in on it. I think they're the ones who are like, they're like, here, take this perfume and then murder my husband. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think, yeah. Like this, I would. This, this male moth just made fun of my antenna. Here's some perfume. Do what you will. This is like the Chicago movie, like <laughs> musical, but moth and bird. And, oh, I uh, would. Bird poop style. I would definitely pay to see an insect version of Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, Catherine Zeta-Jones is, like, a spider? That'd be great. Yeah. So, yeah, it goes from being a piece of poop during the day to a femme fatale at night, which I love. It's what we all dream of. Hell yeah. So there are many other spiders and insects who use the poop defense. So uh, one other type of insect I want to talk about are moths. So the... You'd raise, whoop, you'd rise, I have no, oh my god, you'd raise, you'd raise grata moths, aka beautiful wood nymphs, found in the U.S., have white, brown, black, and green splotches on their wings, and when their wings are actually wide open, they're quite lovely. Mm. They look like pretty moths. They don't look like anything gross or strange. But when they fold their wings and they splay out their 
front legs. So their front legs are kind of fuzzy, like covered in like white yeah. fuzz, which is cute. But when they like splay them out and fold their wings up, they look like a bird poop splatter. It's because it like goes from white to like slightly green to brown. So yes. it looks like how a bird poop like crusts over. Yes, exactly. And so when they're like folded up like that, it looks like a drip of bird poop in like the positioning and then also in like the gradient. But then when they're open, they look so pretty. Yeah, I love that. I love that they can transform from pretty moth to like, nope, I am a splatter of nasty, crusty bird doo-doo. Moths contain multitudes. Okay. Indeed. And uh, there's another moth known as Macrocilix maya found in Malaysia. And they are perhaps the most impressive bird dropping mimics. Uh, their wings actually feature an entire painting, not only oh of God. splattered bird poop, but what seems to be a couple of flies eating the poop. Oh, my God. Holy shit. That looks crazy. Right? It looks like a cartoon, like somebody drew it. Yeah. So, it But also the bird poop also looks like a penis. <laughs> like that part of it. Because it's like symmetrical, right? So like when they fold it, there's right. like two balls and a penis coming up along the spine. It's, it's the first known of mimicry and pornography. Yeah. So not much is known about why this moth has this impressive mimicry, but it is likely it's to ward off predators who are not particularly interested in a bunch of bird poop and a couple of flies eating that bird poop. Do you think flies get tricked by it too? You know what? I bet they do. I bet they like go up to this moth's ass and they're like, hey, what's going on here? And, and it doesn't smell like they want it to smell. Right. It's just not, it's not working out for them. It is I there's like no surprisingly not that much research on these things and I really want mm -hmm. there to be more because this is so it's so ridiculous like you can see the outline of the flies you can see their little red heads you can see sort of different segments of their bodies it's sort really of, crazy right like it it literally looks like a cartoon like it's yes. wild do you think there are other moths that we haven't discovered with like other things on their wings that would make you averse to coming up to them? Like a moth with a batch, a drunk bachelorette party <laughs> uh, scene on their wings. <laughs> or, like, you know, like a moth with like a red MAGA hat. Right. A moth, like <laughs> a moth with the guy doing street magic. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I think I think definitely there are moths like that out there. Um, we have to we have to do the research to find them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That'd probably be like that would be my choice for like you it, like if we could wear camouflage city camouflage. That's just like mm. things that would keep you away from you like, oh, if you just wear this is mean because I do like Greenpeace. But if you wear like a sweater sweatshirt with Greenpeace on it. And people like have will, a clipboard and have a clipboard people will leave you alone because everyone like dodges yeah, out then, of the way but then there's like that one weirdo who really wants to talk about it and then you're the mark you know what i mean right like, and then that became the target and that yeah. weirdo is me it was me the whole time <laughs> i think this is you and me discovering that we have the ability to wear whatever we want you know right <laughs> i think this whole episode is us being like let's take inspiration from these insects and yeah just express ourselves how we want to express ourselves yeah i mean if i wear a shirt with a bunch of bird duty printed on it then i can get pooped on by a bird and it won't make a difference 
Yeah, this that sounds like a Mentos commercial, actually. It's like you're like, remember the one where he like he sits down on like a painted bench mm-hmm. and he's like, oh no, and then he makes this pinstripe suit out of Oh, his- oh yeah, that was like a really old one from it's like, like the that, 80s. But with bird- yeah, I know. That, that's oh, I reference yeah. that one all the time because it's like in my memory. It's I like, yes, yeah. like a Mentos you sit on bird poop and there's a bunch of like just a bird poop covered bench and you're like oh man i got bird poop and then you roll around and then someone's like nice a jackson pollock yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think we figured out fashion we figured it out out. uh pack it in milan pack it in paris we've got the fat the fashion down the fashion is bird crap so mimicry animal mimicry exactly So before we go, we've got to play a little game called the Mystery Animal Sound Game, or Guess Who's Squawkin'. Every week I play a mystery animal sound, and you, the listener, and you, the guest, try to guess who's squawkin'. The rules is it's any animal, and I give you a little hint. Uh, Some weeks it's very tricky. Some weeks it's maybe less tricky. I don't know. Usually it's quite tricky. And this uh, one is no exception. Uh, So last week's mystery animal sound hint was this. It's as if this little guy has stolen the voice of another animal. So did you get that little beep, 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 beep? Yeah, so it sounds like a bird, but that makes me think it's not a bird because... You're saying it stole the voice of another animal. So mm-hmm. it makes me think it's like like some sort of insect, like a cricket or something to pretend like it's a bird. Interesting. Very interesting logic. Well, you're definitely on the right track there. Is that your final guess? Yes. <laughs> so you are very close. You're right that this is not a bird and it's something that sounds like a bird, uh, but it's not an insect. This is actually a tree frog. So this is Oh, that makes sense. Yes, this is the bird-voiced tree frog. That's its name, just bird-voiced tree bird frog. Voice. Okay, sometimes we get names like Cascade of Death and sometimes right. we get bird-voiced tree frog. Sometimes, like- yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's like turtle who is green and also brown and nose is pointy. Yeah. And we clearly know who double majored in English out of all these bio majors. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like So the bird-voiced tree frog is found in swamps, wetlands, and forests in the United States. It is a small green and gray frog who spends almost all of its life in the trees. It really only leaves the safety of the trees to mate and lay their eggs. And what you have just heard is the call of the male. And like birdsong, it is used to attract females. So it's interesting because it sounds similar to birdsong and it's used in essentially the same way. So... You know, little frog has big bird dreams. Yeah, I love that. It's like raised by birds. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember remember uh, that book Stella Luna about the bat? Mm-mm. Oh man, it was such a good. It was a children's book about this bat raised by birds because it like got lost, separated from its mom, and landed in like a bird's nest, and it tried to like sit up straight and like eat bugs and do all these bird things but it was having struggling really hard and then finally it's like mom finds it again and then it gets to live the bat life and eat fruit it's a great book oh very cute cute. but yeah i like to think uh that this frog got like 
raised by birds once and it's like pass this information on to the other frogs of hey guys this is actually pretty cool now they're all doing yeah. it <laughs> all right on to this week's mystery animal sound the hint is whoever named this animal was being a bit judgmental Here in Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, that was weird. So there's multiple of them, and they did it in a way that sounded like a pack or something. But it also sounded kind of bird-like. Hmm, confusing. I think when you said it was judgmental, I feel like th there's going to be something in the name that's like, like mean about how it sounds, like this, <laughs> like this, this shrill something. <laughs> The stupid, the voice, nagging, the stupid you know? voiced goat. Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> so you got any guesses? Um, yeah, I want to go with um the I think oh so for a type of animal. Oh God! Now because the other one was a frog, I'm like, are these like some weird like fox or high? Well, foxes are more on their own, right? Hmm. I'm wondering if it's some sort of like mammalian thing instead of like a bird or something. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting like a theory. Like thing. Yeah. My face. <laughs> my face is a is a mask of complete neutrality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll have to tune in to find out. We will have to tune in to find out next creature feature or I will reveal to you who this mystery squawker is. If you think you know who it is, you can write to me at creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com. Pulavi, thank you so much for joining me today. Tell the people where thank they can find you. Yeah, so I do have a podcast called City Council, um, and it's spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L is uh, my genius way of spelling it. City Council. Yeah, it's like counselor, like we all need to counsel the city. Um, but yeah, so that's my podcast. I have a Patreon for it if you want to support um, patreon.com forward slash city council show. And you can find that everywhere podcasts are found. You can find me at Pallavi Ganalan, P-A-L-L-A-V-I-G-U-N-A-L-A-N everywhere. And yeah, I'm doing shows again. I write for Love It or Leave It. I am just chugging along here in LA while you're in a very cold but beautiful place. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you guys so much for listening. You can find me, you know, on the internet. Uh, I'm so bad at social media, but you know, I'm on Twitter at Creature Feet Pod. That's F E A T, not F E E T. That is something very different. I'm on Instagram at Creature Feature Pod. And again, if you think you know the answer to the Mystery Animal Sound Game or you have a question, you can write at CreatureFeaturePod at gmail.com. And thank you guys. If you leave a rating or a review, I love them all. I read them all. I print them all out and compile them in books. I bookbind them and put them on a huge bookshelf and then just read it by the fire every day. That is my life. And thanks, awesome. <laughs> thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exo Lumina. Creature Feature is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Where are you listening to your favorite show? 
See you next Wednesday. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.